I used the G roll three times in sparring this week, and I watched Michael Phelps win number 19, which means it's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting is way easier outside the pool. And it's a little bit easier inside the mats because on the pool you don't have that leverage advantage that you've worked so much for in MMA and jiu-jitsu. And it's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves all that. I am your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Raph Esparza. Raph, ask me what I woke up to this morning. No. Okay. I, I just don't think you want to play. I think you know what I woke up to. I think you know mm-hmm. how cute it was. And I think you're like, no, I'm not going to ask. I feel like the setup to this could have been better. Maybe. Could have been who was standing on the kitchen table a few minutes ago when they weren't supposed to, trying to eat your bills. (laughs) Could have been the question. But that's a specific lead-up. Has Kevin lost his mind? Maybe this intro has. I got a puppy. Victoria and I have a nine-month-old named Millhouse. Call him Mills. It's very cute. And he's a tiny little hound butt. All right. So if you've seen photos of this dog, you understand it is very cute. I have issues with that. Several of which stemming from the fact that I'm going to see this dog in many ways, shapes, and form on Kevin's social media. Kevin is going to be one of those parents that's going to put it on. And then you're going to form, you know, an association, a bond with that dog online and say like, oh, he's so adorable. He's so great. So that when Kevin posts something else, say maybe this podcast, I'm going to be like, hey, Dick, where's the fucking video of your puppy? I've seen nothing new that's happened in Millhouse this week, and I'm fucking pissed. What is going on with the adventures of Millhouse? I need to know how his, uh, his bathroom habits are going. Is he, is he broken in yet? He's on a good schedule. We're okay. doing well. Has only had um, less than three accidents in the house. Okay, that's not bad. Does he enjoy the food you're giving him? Are you giving him good food? What kind of food are we talking here? Yeah, I am's puppy. We're transitioning him to Wellness, which Mm -hmm. is a brand more for adult dogs. It's a very healthy, mostly protein-based, very good diet for the mutt that we have and will be a good one for the next mutt that's up and coming. Right now he's on puppy food, which is adorable. He's an eater. And they were we were fighting before this, right before the podcast. Bash is trained. Like he comes at me almost like a wrestler. Like he shoots right at my knees so we can work on takedown defense. We've been doing this for years. It's very good for just your basic, you know, nice behind the neck grip. Just grab that scruff and throw him. Well, the puppy throws an interesting wrench because he has no idea how to fight. And attacked Bash. He like went up at the mutt, he like jumped at his back, missed the takedown and just fell over. So there's a lot to uh, teach him about the takedown defense and how to secure your feet and hips. We'll get to I it. just need to ask you this because I know a lot of people, this is all inside baseball, especially talking jiu-jitsu with puppies. But let's continue yeah. on for just a second. A longer. lot of people do this. A lot of people do jiu-jitsu and MMA with their dogs. I'm not the only one. I understand. It's very popular. I do have to ask. How have you referred to this puppy several times to me within the past day or so? He's an idiot. Now, I I feel this is strong language for the puppy, and I would like you to explain why you were calling it an idiot. Well, a few minutes ago, he was standing on the kitchen table where he's not supposed to be trying to chew on a Bank of America bank statement. So 
Still a little rough around the edges, doing some learning. Uh, yesterday, tried to go through the gate at the dog park because he was like, well, it's narrow. Head fit, body didn't. So ended up just doing a little <laughs> nice curve around. Um, and now he's officially standing in the background all sleepy with his ears. So got his head stuck in a fence and tried to eat a Bank of America bill. So still kind of an idiot. Did you call him an idiot for like adorably sleeping right now? Because I feel that's unfair. Oh, but he's cute. I mean, all puppies are dumb. But here's the thing, Kev. And I've told you this off air, but I, I do believe it's true. But I've come up with how I'm going to respond to this. Because I feel calling the puppy an idiot is – that's a choice. But I get to refer to you as an idiot every time you refer to it as an idiot. It's like a one-to-one ratio? I think so. I may I have the ability to like change that ratio later in the future. But like you're you're a father now. You gotta take the responsibility very wisely now. You don't call your son an idiot. Okay. So you, you want me to be a little bit more positive about his yeah. Oh, yeah, let's work it through. I mean he's he doesn't know he's an idiot, but he's working through it, Kevin. Well, I say it with a positive tone around him. It's a well, <laughs> like, tiny idiot. Okay. And I feel like be he, the inflection again, I'm sorry. Just a tiny idiot. <laughs> Yeah, that changes just it all. like sing it a little bit give it a little broadway they're none the wiser absolutely so every time reaction. we have a disagreement on the podcast i'm gonna be like you're fucking stupid let's see how lovely that is that sounds great we're just gonna I, know, I, past I still it. believe that you know my true inclination would be to make you feel bad and at a certain point you'd be like i i can't listen to show tunes anymore i can't he <laughs> ruined phantom of the opera i don't even know how he did that he shit all over cats three times, three consecutive. You know what? No. Well, he's nine months old, so we adopted him a little post early puppy phase, which was on purpose. Yes. <laughs> we <laughs> we were actually looking for an older dog, and he was kind of the oldest that fit our for our stuff in our life. Um, and he's a scrapper. He got flipped around and was tough about it. He was fighting with bigger dogs. It was hilarious. He uses a lot of paws. Just. <laughs> Big defense for the 25-pound dog. But can we discuss something? Maybe you're prepared not for what he really is. Maybe you've thought of him as a grappler. Maybe he's more of a stand-up fighter. Maybe that you just can't handle that. He is quick like that. He likes to be on hind legs, so you might not. we might have cracked the code as to what type of fighter Milhouse is. i got to get in touch with Systems Training Center, schedule a seminar. It's good. I'll teach you some some hook and some cross and some combos. I'm prepared. Raph, I wrote some jokes That's to get us jokes. through this week. You edited some of those jokes. I have nothing to do with these jokes. <laughs> Let's make it very clear. You're, you're going 0%. zero percent. Before that, can we announce that T Money wins Fight to Win Pro? We got to talk about this real quick because this is amazing. Fight to win pro, our friend submits his opponent in New Orleans, Louisiana, where a tornado actually did touch down right before Travis did. So just a warning when you invite Kansas fighters, be careful. That's that's my professional advice. Goes in and wins. Fight to win is sort of everywhere. My question to you, Raph, is Seth yes. just going really cool places he wants to travel to? It's like Austin, Denver, yeah. San Francisco, <laughs> New Orleans. We get it. Next is going to be in Amsterdam. Yeah. Uh, Montreal, Cancun, 
for the summer edition for the spring break <laughs> grappling tournament. Keenan's fighting. Guess what? I thought about that as I saw they were going to New Orleans. But congrats to the team money. I'm excited for when that fight finally gets released somehow visually. We're a few behind. I haven't seen the Lovato cyborg fight, and I haven't seen the team money fight. So, pretty rare yes, we are excited to see those fights. Uh, that's great. You know, it's great news. Um, obviously, it's not like you have a joke that we're going to re-reference this uh, information on just a little bit later. But oh, we definitely are. Oh, okay. I wasn't going to give any details as okay. to the fight the weeks leading up, and with no further avail, we can get to it. Raph, I'm ready. I'm ready to defend these. I'm ready to hear your feedback. Yep. These are the monologue jokes from MMA-inspired topics this week. <clears throat> Music, please. I, I don't. I don't. John, we don't have John no. Baptiste? Nope. No we, are, we are not the Colbert. I like that you have John Baptiste. The roots Baptiste. aren't here? No, nope. the roots don't work with John Baptiste to begin with anyway. So Where's... Okay. I just thought everybody... I thought we'd have a few bands. Maybe not. All right. Dan Henderson will get a title shot and a somewhat anticipated rematch with Michael Bisping at UFC 204 <laughs> in Manchester, England. The UFC PR team is still denying accusations. They purposefully pick such an old city to make Hendo look youthful. Can you uh, read that one again? I'm going to play our DVD commentary. As yeah. uh, we uh, we see it again, can't go for it. Dan Henderson will get Kevin's a title doing it shot. real strong here. I like the way he's in approaching this joke. The hard part about this is Michael he Bisping. already tripped on UFC. some of the wording. But don't worry, I think he's going to land the dismount right now in Manchester, England. The UFC PR team is still denying accusations. Oh no, it's looking bad. He's not going to hit this. Purposefully pick such an old city for an old joke to make Hendo look youthful. Yep, still an old joke. Thanks, though. Hey, everybody. Good job, Kevin. <laughs> DVD commentary to my jokes is uh, its going to be fun. People are going to enjoy that. You ready for number two? Do I have a choice? No. All right. Conor McGregor is lashing out at the WWE, even attacking Brock Lesnar, saying Lesnar is juiced up to the eyeballs. When reached for comment, all Lesnar said, that's wildly inaccurate. Everyone knows I'm only juiced up to my giant penis tattoo. That one's not bad. It's got a good punchline. <laughs> it does. It's uh, as though I got some third eye blind help from that. Some mystical intervention helped. Third eye blind? Are you sure you didn't get some Goo Goo Dolls help from it? Or some Everclear? <laughs> some Black Street type mm -hmm. help? Maybe? Yeah, yeah. You know, Kevin, I'm playing at least alternative bands for you to go the R&B rap route. I was. I thought choice. we were going early '90s. I guess. It's yeah, it's late I didn't stick in the genre. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's my bad. You know, once I guess maybe you can argue '95 as a tipping point, but yes, past '95, I consider it a bit of latter '90s. Past '95, and I'm not even listening. Wow. Um, we're gonna circle back to the Conor McGregor thing again, but. I have the feeling you are not done with this one. No, let's do. Let's try one other take. If people are interested, um, is can I get Conor McGregor? Hold on, Raph. Let me silence you. Can I get Conor McGregor on the line for my assistance? Yeah, of course I can. Perfect. Conor McGregor made some new enemies. Oh, your best idea. 
Brock Lesnar and other WWE stars this week saying, well, I don't and give I a quote, fuck about what I said. I said it already. It's on my Twitter. You said all WWE stars are pussies. I know what I said. It's my fucking words. Uh, well, do you have any further comment? I don't know. I'm waiting for you to finish the fucking joke. <laughs> well, you added. What the fuck did I add? <laughs> I'll show you exactly how big of a pussy they all are. This Sunday, only at SummerSlam. That's right, you're a fucking idiot. I wasn't going to take the fucking fall for that joke. I read it. I looked at it. I said, that's not me, mate. Yeah. So thank you, Connor, for stopping by. You're welcome. Just, uh, this segment just... brought to you by paydayforafutureheal.com. That sounds like a fucking terrible original joke. <laughs> it's a uh, long payoff for not the strongest headline. Connor, right. you're astute as always. I love that you stand by your jokes, just like I stand by my decision not to do the UFC 200. Uh, what the fuck was it? The, the, the press pr- conference? Yeah, you didn't go on the, the promo. It doesn't floor. fucking matter. See, that was the fucking rock right there. All right. Bye, everybody. Hey, uh, former champ, Conor McGregor. I'm still a champ. Just, yeah. Champ just in a weight class that I don't really care about. But okay. <laughs> Uh, we have to, sorry, verbal tap hands. We got to get rid of Connor because we have to bring Raph back to ask him about a very important subject. How pissed is the WWE community? Not very pleased right now. Um, I like that you're checking in with me on the pulse of the wrestling community and I can give it to you, but please tell me what it is you thought about it first. I think it's the dumbest crowd in terms of talking shit to because you have to be on your game now. They're great. Well, because... Those people have to cut promos for a living. The wrestlers have a skill. They they have to. Performance. Yes. Okay. Now, Conor McGregor is definitely, you know, he is a good shit talker. And this definitely raised a number of headlines. And uh, everybody kind of gets what they were looking for. So I'm going to read you a few of the responses. Okay. I'm really excited about this. Are, Are you really excited about this? Yeah. Yeah, I am. No, I am. I just had to check it. All right. So obviously it was the, you know, Conor McGregor called them all pussies. Uh, But then he followed up with the trash talk today where he said, uh, I didn't mean no disrespect, which, by the way, I didn't mean no disrespect is like, Jesus, Conor, really? (laughs) I didn't mean no disrespect. Maybe he was going for like a Grateful Dead. I don't know. Mm. Sometimes if you ever need confirmation. choice. Uh, Kev is uh, the stoner of the two of us. Always check for the Grateful Dead references. I didn't mean no disrespect to the WWE fans. What I meant to say was that I'd slap the head off your entire roster and twice on Sundays with an apostrophe after the Y as to suggest uh, the possessiveness of the Sundays. So he owns the Sundays. Or the slapping. Well, the the fights own the Sundays and twice on Sundays, the, I guess the fights belong to Sunday. So yeah, sure. I guess whatever. I don't know. I don't think he thought that long about it. So there's that. All right. Here are some of the responses. Uh, I'll leave my favorite for the very end, but uh, there is a guy by the name of Rusev. I, I don't believe you've seen him though, Kev, but he uses a camel clutch as a finisher. I have not seen that, but that's okay. I mean, it's a, 
it's a terrible move to be put in, but here is his response. Uh, he says, so much talk for a guy who fights 15-minute matches twice a year. Good for you, Connor McGavier. <laughs> Which is very funny. Uh, MVP, who's a wrestler. McGavier. Uh, MVP is a wrestler who also has trained mixed martial arts. So he's done a little bit of uh, both. Uh, he said, the way that Nate Diaz stalked and slapped you or nah? Ooh. That was a good one. A little bit of his business. And he also followed up by saying, you know, I don't dislike Connor. He's just making money and getting people to talk. But I bet on Diaz last fight. I'll bet on Diaz again. Money signs. So that's another money talks reference. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Um, This is an interesting one. (laughs) I don't know who else to say. What are we going to say? Like dollar sign? (laughs) No, money signs. Yeah. This goes back to your singing. Oh, Kev. No, I was also uh, from Parks and Rec. Yeah. Which she's like, money, please. You're talking about Mona Lisa, one of the greatest characters (laughs) ever to be created on a television hit series called Parks and Recreation, who is the sister to John Ralphio. Again, maybe the best secondary character on all of Parks and Recreations, but she definitely does say in a whiny voice to her dad where she's like, I'm not spoiled. Money, please. (laughs) So it's very funny. Uh, Played by the hilarious fucking... Oh my god, she's one of Jenny Slate, one of the funniest people ever. Anyway, let's get back to this. Uh, let's see. AJ Styles said, "I think Conor McGregor would do well in the featherweight division if the WWE had one." <laughs> so I love that um, Roman Reigns. This is one that uh, set off quite a, a Twitter backlash. He said, "You're the size of my leg. Shut up." Great diss, right? That is, I don't know. yeah. <laughs> It's true. He just Roman's looked down. Tall guy. I mean, he looked like, down. Well, he's bigger than my penis, but he's not as big as he's bigger than my shit, but not my whole leg. Well, the penis is not to scale in this equation, I guess. So, I guess he just figured he's like, oh, my leg looks tall, so mm, fuck him. Also, it'd be weird to call somebody like, "You're as big as my penis." Take that. <laughs> like, I don't. Is that a compliment or no? Okay, whatever. Here's what uh, he followed up with. Uh, he followed up with your, as in you are, with the apostrophe. Sorry, grammar geeks. Roman Reigns. So Roman Reigns, who was continuously uh, booed by fans for being shoved down their throats, for being unable to cut promos that really connect with the fans, once again, very consistent at what he is incapable of doing, which is cutting a promo. So close. So close, but spelled your Y-O-U-R, the size of my leg. Shut up. Very sad. Uh, But Kev, let me tell you, I I, I think it gets even better because, yes, a true gold medalist, a true Olympic hero, Kurt Angle chimed in. What is – I I didn't even know Kurt Angle was paying attention to Twitter. What does Kurt Angle have to say? I well, guess somebody right after he him. got after he, right after he got off of all the Percocet, I'm sure he's on. He said, "Very funny, little guy. Why don't you get your head out of Dana White's ass?" <laughs> uh, the part of that that I also find most funny is the idea that he's ever off Percocet. I just I think he's rounding the clock at now. Uh, these are great. I mean, Chris Jericho, one of the funniest people in the business, said, "Sorry, pal, no disrespect to you, but my fights are legit. Unlike the fixed fights you have in the UFC, I'll embarrass you." 
Jericho is ever the heel. So, I mean, he's great at these. I've got two more and then uh, the best one ever, which uh, comes from Seamus, who says, never show a Jack Russell Terrier a mirror. It thinks it's a majestic Irish wolfhound. Really? Just an annoying yee yapper trying to sell tickets. <laughs> okay, that's, uh, that's, that's good. That's, that's, that's quality writing. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, <clears throat> uh, Matt Riddle, who used to be a UFC fighter, now is a pro wrestler. So uh, chimes in with, bro, you're water trash. Here's some advice to keep that mouth shut or I'll shut it for you. You mutt. You're water trash? Is that some sort of ethnic slur I don't know about? I don't know. That... You know what? It's probably best not to think too hard about that one. Okay. <laughs> but Kev, here is the one that really slayed me. This response, it it made me A happier than I these have really blown my mind. They'll make you think and they'll confuse you and at times make you worry you've Perhaps read something horribly. <laughs> Sorry, go on. This is great. Uh, here is the best one coming from the 16-time world champion, Ric Flair, Ooh. who said, Coming from a guy who built a career copying my persona, I expected the type of class we got from Ronda or Anderson. He then follows up by saying, After Diaz finishes you again, I dare you to try guys like Dolph Ziegler, Brock, or fit, and I believe he's referring to Fit Finley, who's just a very large Irish man who beats the fuck out of people. Is very old, but would beat the fuck out of him. Ends with, "Oh, you're welcome for your gimmick." And unlike Roman Reigns, actually uses "your" properly because he has a brain. So you know, uh, I can't prove it, Kev, but I'm pretty sure Rick finished these tweets with a "woo." <laughs> That's just my idea. I think he was up and around the old folks' home doing a strut, and then they had to calm him down. But that—that that is uh, my favorite response to them all. And there is a picture of Ric Flair in a suit, holding up his loafers, cutting a promo directly into the camera. It is, it is magic. So, <clears throat> Kev, you know we don't just do these things where we just talk about it. We also opened this up to our fans because we figured we wanted to know who they might want to see Ric Flair, a.k.a., I'm sorry, Conor McGregor, uh, fight. If he were to fight a UFC fighter or an MMA fighter, would you like to know some of the responses? I am curious. Okay. Uh, one person said Diego Sanchez, so they completely misread the prompt. Congratulations. Another person put Chill Bad. This is their screen name. It says, I want to see him cop the stink face from Rikishi. Kev, do you remember that? No, I have no idea who that is. It's a, it's a rough one. It's, uh, it's the one where the guy just put his ass in his opponent's face during the Attitude Era. Okay. Yep, probably the less you know about that one, actually the better. But uh, he asks uh, somebody, Florida BJJ asks, Mark Merrill was a boxer, right? Yes, he was. That would actually be interesting to watch. Mark Merrill is old as fuck, but yeah, why not? He also follows up by saying Shockmaster. Well, Shockmaster is one of the biggest embarrassments in pro wrestling history. Uh, <laughs> Kevin, one day I will show you footage of him fucking up the easiest entrance ever made. So there is that. We also have this. Matt Freeman from Inside BJJ or Penetrated BJJ, that garbage podcast, thought he could come on here where people like to talk. And uh, chimed in with this on our Facebook page by saying, Superstar Billy Graham. 
cool dude. Great reference from 90 years ago. Tyler Basinger wrote Mankind or maybe Edge. Yeah, maybe. Mankind's Ooh. also old as fuck. But um, both of those wrestlers are retired due to injury. So I don't know how those would exactly fare. Andrew Shaw wrote Stan Henson, one lariat, and then he'd rethink his comments. Definitely. Uh, Stafford Davis wrote, imagine if Connor wins, then grows a blonde mullet like Eric Flair had. Listen, here's the thing, though. Stafford, nobody can touch the majestic mullet that is Ric Flair's. I was going to say, that's a hard thing to recreate, I would think. Uh, you know, never having been that blonde or that mulleted. Naturally. No. Doesn't, no. This is not how my hair grows. And Terry Stone capped it off by saying, China. The wrestler who's passed away. So, too soon is how we were. <laughs> Anyways. I'm sure uh, there are plenty more. Our good friend uh, Mark Phillip also chimed in on the Twitter by saying, Meng in his prime. Notorious for how tough he is. Meng was a beast, so I would say that's a very good one. If you guys have anybody that you'd like to see Conor McGregor match up with, uh, hit us up on our social medias. You can hit us up at VerbalTapCast on all of them. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, all that good stuff. Hit us up. Let us know who you'd like to see Conor McGregor fight. If he were to fight a active or past pro wrestler. Kev, let's get back to your jokes. Oh, yes. Nate Diaz criticized the UFC on Twitter, saying they had him on the runaround. When asked why he chose that medium, Nate complimented Twitter, explaining it lets him say everything on his mind with usually 40 to 60 characters to spare. Listen, I was just sitting here, and I didn't know I was going to be brought into this fucking shit, you know? That's your specialty now, right, Nate? Hanging out, waiting for uh, someone to talk some smack on you, and then showing shit, up. Shit, here's the thing, man. Did it I don't on know Kimmel. if you saw. Yeah, I know. Dude, I was going to talk about that. You, you killed, killed it. it. No, I know I, I, I killed it. Dude, it. I kill a lot of things, you know? Yeah, I kill this fucking bong right now. I'm about to hit. No, I killed I'm with it. you. Hey, Phelps 119. It's all about the pot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, fuck yeah. What do you do? Who's that guy? I don't know that fucking guy. He's a swimmer. Got oh, fuck that shit. Got caught smoking weed. Oh, f- that's fucking rad then. I like him. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Hey, um, do me a favor. You know, I didn't, I didn't hear the setup to how you did that joke about me, and I want to hear it because, you know, that's what I, I'm doing now. Well, I, you <laughs> Okay. You criticized UFC on Twitter. You're fucking right. I you did. On the runaround. Yeah, asked, those fucking bitch asses are just like fucking disrespecting me. And I'm like, yo, fuck you guys. And then I'm like, on the run. Now it's like different, you know? Well, when asked why you chose that medium, mm-hmm. Twitter. Yeah. It's my interpretation that you explain that it lets you say everything on your mind with 40 to 60 characters to spare. First of all, you introducing that, like, you know, like, with a whole bunch of language that makes you sound like a bitch, but, like, you know, that's cool. But I'll tell you right now, you shit, man, whatever I'm doing the, the Twitter, you know, when I tweet on it, right? I have my guy who, like, takes my words and, like, types it for me because I'm too fucking high. Um, I don't need a lot of fucking words. I mostly just tell them hot fire emojis and, like, slap emojis. And, like, and you kill it. it. I think yeah, that's I know, dog. To... That's what I fucking do, dog. That's why I fucking kill people. Hey Diaz, we I love it when you stop by. Hey, I got a joke for you, real quick. Do it. All right, here we go. Um, 
Nate Diaz was criticized by some bum on his fucking podcast for saying some bullshit about what the fuck you saying on Twitter. So it's like, fuck that guy. And um, he asked him a quick question. What? What? Well, with the question, you know what I mean? Like, that's where you chime in at the audience. Like, I thought you told jokes, dog. Like, I don't want to tell you how to do your job. But anyways, just say the fuck. Like, what did he say? You know? Why did you choose Twitter? No, you fucking idiot. Okay, here's the joke. All right. What are the four fingers slay of the fucking hand? I don't know. Fuck your face. Slap. There. <laughs> fucking shit. I told you a fucking joke. God damn it. All right. Anyway, I'm going to get out of here, dog. I think you need to like keep your day job, whatever the fuck it is. So, I will. Like, just, I'm not gonna uh, okay. into that yet. Yeah, I'll right. wait until like comedy calls me. All right, well, that's a, no, that's, a, that's a good choice. Anyway, I'm out. Fuck this shit and uh, smoke weed till I die. That's all. Ladies and gentlemen, UFC 202 headliner Nate Diaz. Always a pleasure when he steps by to smoke weed every day. I like that shit, yeah. I do. Promoting mental health on the podcast this week. That's Nate Diaz with us, with us selecting the music for the transitions as well. He's a man of a lot of talents. Thanks, Nate. I'm going to bring Raph back on. Raph, you ready for the next joke? Yes. Okay, this one uh, is going to help you understand your metaphorical type of of joke. Yep. Travis Conley's opponent at Fight to Win Pro contacted him four weeks before the fight to ask about coming in 20 pounds overweight. So if three pounds is an Arby's value meal, we're talking about like this is a Golden Corral sized weight miss. That's where yes. the, the laughs go. That's where oh, the that's where the laughs go. Cue <laughs> laughter. Uh, you guess you see the importance of having the applause sign we encourage our fans to oh wow (laughs) comment on itunes with their own monologue jokes and a (laughs) five-star review feel free to tell us what you did or did not like about these with a five-star review and we we will listen to that's how it works ready for this last one ref this last one has a lot of depth this is the last one This is the last one. Okay. The Olympics have started, which means another round of MMA fans asking, when will MMA be an Olympic sport? It's a fair question. It has the prerequisites. Tons of doping, wrestlers, judo players, and I can personally attest is certainly as watchable as synchronized diving. Watch that for almost 20 minutes today. Go America, I guess. So the foundation is laid, but here is why it won't happen. Raph, asking Dana White and the UFC to host Olympic trials sounds like a great way to get Spike and Hooters involved in the summer games, but we will start with jujitsu, and that is my stance. That was more like an editorial than it was like a, a joke, right? Yeah, more like two editorials. Yeah. Okay. any jokes but if you've ever tried to watch synchronized diving i think there's a lot of humor in it for you do you do you mind if i i get on my john stewart high horse here not at all all right here's the thing people let me talk to our good friends here at verbal tap Let, let's just say this people 
why is it that we got to watch this sport? I, they're showing us judo. And I think if we're able to convince people that judo is a thing, how can we not convince them that jiu-jitsu is a thing? There's a submission happening. People were totally cool seeing an arm break in judo. Yeah. And well, sharing totally that cool shit. about it. Yeah. yeah. They felt uncomfortable, but they watched the fuck out of it because people are fucking crazy. And they don't give a goddamn what's happening at the Olympics. <laughs> if it's happening, they want to see it. And I've heard things, oh no, wrestling doesn't get the ratings. You know what doesn't get the ratings of the Olympics, Kev? Yeah. The Olympics. They're fucking down <laughs> from London. So don't give me some bullshit that you want to try and cut some corners by not having wrestling. That shit's going to save your ass because the people who actually want to wake up and watch it on goddamn fucking MSNBC are going to be so confused when they see who they think is Rachel Maddow taking on the Russians <laughs> in a wrestling event. So what I'm saying is – Fuck your suits. Fuck your everything that you're waiting for on every other NBC universal property. We want our Olympics, and I think it's only a fair shake to say that we get jiu-jitsu in there. Now, here's the thing, Kev, and I need you to ask yourself this very strong question that I'm about to propose to you. I'm ready. What if we get what we want and jiu-jitsu does become an Olympic sport. Now think about that for a second, okay? I'm gonna lose my mind. I'm gonna okay. lose my mind. I'm gonna it's get fine. excited. I'm gonna it's do fine. it the other. I'm gonna go puppy. I'm gonna get up on the table. You can't. You, then I'm gonna call you a fucking idiot. That's fair. Let me ask you, you this, Kev. Adorably. Yeah. Could you see anything going wrong with that? Yes. What? Well, I guess the same little jab I took at synchronized diving. The rest Which of is- the world will not enjoy it. <laughs> I, I don't know that for sure, but okay. Explore or, your feelings. Tell me why it is you feel the rest of the world wouldn't come on board. Because again, arms I guess, do break in jiu-jitsu if they true. let themselves go that far. And uh, granted, judo folks are beasts. They are practitioners. We are not trying to take the shine away from them. I'm just saying it's like a nice preview to people. If you like this, hey, come back for a little bit more. Jiu-jitsu is pretty cool too. No, I would think the largest obstacle, because it's not like people really, they take a measurement. Who cares about this sport before the Olympics? In fact, it's quite the opposite. Not the point. I would think the hardest is the logistics of setting up a good qualifier. Okay. Because the infrastructure has always been notoriously that we've never agreed upon a format. Though, I think you'd have to almost argue that's the part to me, the judging and the refereeing. If we just had clear decisions at the IBJJF, but we don't like we that's to me the biggest obstacle. Okay, I think it's a very fair point and uh, I I take you at your word at it. I think it's unfortunate that, yeah, maybe we have some rules that wouldn't necessarily translate. Uh, You have your submission only purists who would be saying things like, no, you let it go on until forever. But that just won't work for TV and it. Hell, it's not going to happen for the Olympics. (laughs) Would EBI rules work for the Olympics? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, (laughs) no matter what, you're going to have some kind of judging element to it. But you know what has judging elements to it? The fucking Olympics does. The fucking Olympics has judging going on all the time. They hand them fucking scores. I almost was going to hand you scores for every single one of your jokes. But then I thought, no, I will not do that. Because I want to make this point right here, right now, which is I would love to see jiu-jitsu in the Olympics. I understand there are detractions that would make that sound not so great, but it would be so amazing just for the spectacle of having so many people get so excited about it. And maybe, maybe it would fail. 
And maybe we'd have to call it something other than Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Maybe it would just be submission grappling or submission wrestling. Whatever the fuck. We don't care. It would just be cool to be there. Kev, this brings me to my next question, which I have not prepped you at all. But I'm going to ask you because it's that important. Team USA has slots. Who do you fill those slots with for Team America's grapplers. I will give you six. Go. I get six grapplers. Okay. Keenan Cornelius. Gary Tonin. Okay. Eddie Cummins. Oh, I almost said Cobrina, which is sort of a funny. It's like I'm immediately already. So I'm at three. Uh, Travis Conley. It's going on the list. I need a big guy. I need a heavyweight. Uh, oh, shit. Where's Bernardo from? Is he from the US? Today? I don't believe we get him, Kev. Is he Brazilian? He's probably Brazilian. Okay. Uh, I'll Lister. Okay. We, we get Lister, right? Mm-hmm. Are you done? Is that is that it? Is that everybody? That's my five, right? Is that five or six? No, JT. I was okay. JT's on the list too. No Lovato. Oh my God! How did I forget Lovato? Lovato's first. Lovato, then Keenan. Okay. All right. And ooh, because Raider. But let's just think about this right now. This think is difficult. Just about this the fun tough? you're having going through your head trying to pick. How those did I? People? I forgot Lovato for Christ's sake. Yeah, we I gotta don't know. let this happen so we can be a gold medalist. Like it's time. We got to do this. And think about it, though. I just I feel like it would be cool to see. And again, I hear your complaints and fuck off. I just think that it would be an amazing opportunity for a sport just to see it here, because you know what? When everybody's asking me what I'm into for these Olympics, I'm telling them not a goddamn thing. Yes, people can jump in the air and then jump into a pool. I understand it takes a lot of athletic skill. Do I care? So you know what? Fuck the people who don't care about our sport. You can fucking deal with it. I would get up. I get up for ADCC at ridiculous times, multiple times in a decade. They can fucking do this for us just the once, just so we could see how it works. And I feel at just knowing my, my, my knowledge of ratings and what works, I have a strong feeling with the right marketing and the right know-how for one of the most up-and-coming sports it could be a thing. Rant concluded. I thought that was a great rant. Thank you. And I completely agree. I think Jiu-Jitsu is there. I think it's definitely close. It's got to be as interesting as Secret But just think of how much fun you had trying to put together an American team. That's all I'm saying. The yeah. talent is growing in America. Granted, Brazil, they have no resistance to wanting to do this at all. They probably, if they're you mention, like, hey, we're going to do this thing for you know grappling. Okay, you know what up. You know they brought it up this year. The one, like, issue guys, that, the one issue yeah. that they run into, though, Kev, is this, and I have to be very honest about it. Uh, the Olympics last for two weeks. They'd show up in week three. <laughs> <laughs> so that is my one issue. Please send your comments about Raffinized jokes to Raffinized. Oh, please send me all your fucking Brazilians are on time jokes. Send every single one of them. <laughs> Good luck. Every, there's at least 27... Brazilians just tuned into the podcast. Like, is he making fun of me being late? <laughs> so he might be. 
if you're just tuning in, that means it took you five years to listen to this episode. So I'm not really sweating it. I'm just saying it is statistically proven, okay? And most of you guys are going to do – what is this, Kev? What do people say now? Political correctness. You guys and your political PC. correctness don't yeah. allow me to say what it is I'm thinking in my head. Well, I just fucking said it, so fuck off. Other rant concluded. And this is a collective joke because it was based off of a joke you made earlier in the week. Yeah. With just a slightly, I don't even know that it was slightly different. It was close. Punchline. <laughs> Chris Cyborg has signed a fight deal with the UFC. Our thoughts and prayers are with her opponent at this time. Because I don't want to fight her. Yeah, all. I hope you don't. I don't think even like the police when they're in riot gear have any interest in hanging out with cyborgs. Like, <laughs> no, well, you know when they're dressed up in their asshole protest stuff, they're ready. They're ready for a war. Last what do night, you say about cyborg though? What do you say about her in the like duck? build up? <laughs> don't you get in the way of her fist. Well, you can't make fun of her in the way that she looks because that's just unfortunate. Uh, I, I don't think that's a strong way to go about it because, again, that person's going to have the opportunity to punch you back in the face. Yeah. But a lot of people love to make fun of the way she looks and the way she talks on the internet. I do wonder if they had the opportunity to say those things and they were about to fight her, how different those promos would sound. However, do you take the angle of calling her out for her previous steroid use like Rhonda does? And the interesting thing I think about calling out somebody who's done steroids before is – they might still be on them. So you really want to fucks with that? Okay. That's that's a great idea. Um, anyway, yeah, I I am fascinated. It apparently would be at a catch weight if she was fighting in the UFC, which is not a division. And uh, I think it's an interesting aspect to say that she wants to be at 140, especially considering that she was telling us before that she could get down to Ronda's weight. So are they going to put another new weight division that's up there? Would they have enough people to fight in that division? Would they even care? There are lots of X factors and questions and components. Uh, does somebody exist who can beat her? I think so. I have not really seen someone that aggressive. So it would have to be somebody whose technical precision is amongst the highest. But you know what, Kev, as we've learned in women's UFC, anything can fucking happen. Anything. And it Anything. keeps happening. Keeps yep. doing that. So let's be prepared for it. I'm really excited to see how the the women's it's so fun though, the way they just keep adding really interesting athletes that have a dynamic story, and I'm ready for Rhonda to make a return. I'm she might be too. About it. We'll see what happens. I'm just ready. I'm ready for tough challenged Rhonda. She was such fun. I felt like I never got quite the closure to her career. Thanks, Fast and the Furious. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so close but you know i respect it you gotta make that acting money and i didn't see fast seven does she live I, yes i think she does yeah she definitely okay. does she's okay. just uh you know she's a scene player she's a scene <laughs> bad guy <laughs> she might not. it's hard to remember it's really hard to track it as the series evolves but fast eight's coming out so everybody look know, everybody remember. just like in that series dies and then comes back and like vin diesel was like oh, i was hiding underneath this rock speaking of which here's the rock 
I was just going to say multiple people have died and come back in the series. There have been that has happened. There's a real track record. So I will say amongst all the franchises, they at least wink a little bit more than everybody else and let you in like, it's cool. <laughs> hey, we really wanted to bring this person back. Who doesn't oh. love Ludacris? It's Ludacris. Luda. Raph, there mm. were fights last night. Do you want to hear how my wife uh, looked at those yesterday? Yes. Okay. So we were flipping through. We were watching something else. And I said, hey, can I pause this real quick on our DVR so that I can set the UFC fights? And she's like, yeah, of course. And she's like, don't you want to watch them now or where are you at? And I go, you know, I'm not in the mood to watch them live. Uh, we got too much other shit to do and I can always circle back to it. And I let her use the remote, and she finds it, and she puts his record on them, and she looks at the info to see, you know, on the info buttons, it says who's going to be fighting and whatnot. She just looks at it without even looking at me and just goes, ugh, boring. <laughs> so, no disrespect to the many fighters who were on this card, but um, my wife definitely was not having any of your shit yesterday. And uh, I don't know why, but that was enough to buzzkill it for me where I said, yeah, you know what? Maybe she's right. Maybe I take this one off. Well, I have uh, mostly good news about the main card. Five decisions. Thalys Leites submitted Carmozzi. That's hey, the only hey, submission that was a good I submission see. Too. I, did, I did see that. What happened? What was the submission? A rear naked choke, I believe. Okay. Well, um, there's going to be one submission. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, that or armbar. Uh, Rodriguez, Yair Rodriguez beats Alex Caceres in a decision. Did you see any of the highlights from that one, Kev? No, I didn't. I haven't seen. Do you like the it. spinning I have it on back the as well? I love the spinning back fist. I love spinning anything. As a big guy that can't do it, love it. Let me tell you something. If you like one spinning back fist, and you love to see it multiple times, and thrown recklessly by people who are just fucking tinier than you. You, my friend, have a match you will enjoy watching. All of that sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. So, Do they connect uh, all the time? Does it make them exhausted to the point where the latter rounds are kind of like, mm, you know, mm, maybe. Maybe. Dennis Bermudez wins via decision over mm-hmm. Roni Jason. Mm-hmm. Probably a real name. Uh, latest we talked about. Our old friend Zach Cummins loses mm-hmm. to Santiago Ponzinibbio. Mm-hmm. It's a tough one. Yeah. Saying his last name or fighting him? Both. Both Both are tough. Uh, Trevor Smith, decision win over Joe Gigliotti. Mm -hmm. Giggity, giggity. Cool name. Gigliotti. And finally, Marina Moro's decision wins over Danielle Taylor. We have some prelims. We do. Court McGee, which is the most wholesome name I've ever heard. Court McGee. Wins over decision over Dominique Steele, which is uh, pretty romantically pornish. A good softcore porn name. Marcin Taibura over Victor Pesta. <laughs> Jason Novelli loses to David Timor. Mm-hmm. And Teruto, this is the one I've been building up, Teruto Ishihara. Beats Horatio Gutierrez and Teruto Ishihara 
had some things to say to the ladies of Salt Lake City. What did he say, Kev? I believe he said, what's up, Salt Lake City bitches? <laughs> <laughs> and the picture would later prove it. And if you're following us on social media, at Verbal Tepcast on Facebook, you should be. Raph has been having a very good time with Taruto Ishiara on our social media because a good time is to be had. You got to watch his after fight interview. It's well, great. let's do this. If you haven't seen the after fight interview, go watch it immediately. You can catch it on our page. It's on the Facebook page of our verbal tap fan page that we have here. Fight of the night went to Yair Rodriguez and Alex Caceres while uh, performance of the night went to Marcin Tybura and to Teruto Ishihara. And here's the thing. Uh, Teruto had a good knockout, but he had an even better, dare I say, post-interview that I'm telling you to go see that really validated that performance of the night. Because the real performance of the night was when he was giving his afterthoughts of what happened in the fight. <laughs> now, saying that, you know, he's answering a couple questions, honestly, and they're, they're funny. And he had been going through this where he's just saying, like, I just do MMA for the bitches. And it's got a, a unique charm to it. But then for this man to have that glee where he's needing an interpreter to kind of say things for him. And the interpreter, by the way, is money as well. But when he literally looks in and says, in English, the only words he's really saying in English are, Salt Lake City, bitches! It's endearing. And it makes me think that, you know, when you have those people who may not speak all of the most perfect English at your gym, don't you kind of do the same to them where you're like, yo, dude, that's not this. It's like a bitch. Like these Salt Lake City bitches. Am I right? And then they say it and you go, ha ha ha, racism. <laughs> Everybody doesn't understand. In this one particular case, I will say this. With uh, Ishihara, it's really fucking endearing. Like this dude just is so happy so to be winning. He made his team, including his interpreter, carry him in a photo as if he won a pageant. And he Genius. was Miss America. Like, there's something about this guy where if he does continue to keep winning, and I hope he does, I really do enjoy seeing him get on the mic, even if I don't understand what he's saying for about two minutes. So let's just hope even better things to come for this guy. Because, Kev, you know, we've seen what happens when Conor McGregor wins and he talks shit and he gets under everybody's skin or he makes people love them or laugh or get really yeah. pissed off at him. He's got a skill. But we haven't seen that really with somebody who needs an interpreter who can kind of play that game. No. So I'm intrigued. Consider me with some peaked interest here, folks. I like him. I'm a big fan. He's welcome on our show or in any mic I'm near. Uh, <laughs> I also left off Cub Swanson, the way early card. Yes. Got a win. Justin Ledette. So, good night of UFC fights if you were, you know, trying to housebreak a new puppy or doing other <laughs> things. Can I interrupt you for a second on this one? Yeah. All right. Somebody has been talking with us about this, and our friend Chad Mata on our Facebook page has brought up an interesting point, but... Let's start this discussion point here because this is something I'd like to get your opinion on. Stephen Thompson says, there's something really wrong if I don't get the title shot versus Tyrone Woodley. Now, we've mentioned this on previous podcasts where we said, you know, eh, bypass the kid. No big deal. Go with GSP. That's a money fight. And GSP says he's interested in it. 
Or, hey, fuck it, go with Diaz, because that would be an awesome fight to see in itself. Steven Wonderboy Thompson has done really well in his fights. Very exciting fighter. I made the argument on our page where I said, listen, dude, I totally get what you're saying. You have earned a fight that is a big fight, especially a title fight. You're in that realm. I think your you're, you're time, you're starting to peak. But is he the most marketable fighter? I yeah. think there are two conversations here that are both worth having, and neither of them are wrong. Mm-hmm. But they're hard to, like, I, I completely agree with everything you just said. I would also agree with everything Stephen Thompson said. Either we're a theatrical promotion or we're a sport is sort of what it sounds like we're at. And to your point, GSP is a much more theatrical promotion. You can well, watch it. You can put both names on. There's a lot more theater to that. But let's not forget, GSP vacated a title. He never lost that title. Uh, also fair, but he's been gone a while. And Stephen what the Thompson fuck ever? has been knocking yeah, people out. If and he's I, the number one contender. If I left and, this show right now, right here, right now, if I left this show and I gave somebody else the ability to take my spot, and I said, hey, you're a new RAF. I'm retiring. If I wanted to come back on, I'm headed back to Canada. I, yeah, to my, my birth home of Canada. Exactly. <laughs> my birthplace of Alberta, Canada. Yep. My my home of <laughs> Alberta, Canada. That's where I'm from. <laughs> Everybody knows that. I would come back here, and if I wanted to be back on this show, I would ask for permission. I'd be like, "All right, new ref, get the fuck out of the way. This is where I sit." And they may try and tell me something else, but I'd be like, "Fuck off, dude." I was on this show for fucking 180 plus episodes. You can move the fuck over. Also, I'm going to put you on mute because nobody really is here for you. We know that. Yeah. So, yes, and I understand. Again, kind of how I feel about GSP coming back. It's like, yeah, I mean, it is kind of it's kind of like you're having a huge wedding. You're obviously the second most important. Let's say you're marrying those people. And President Obama walks in and is like, hey, I want to marry you. You, you hand him the reins. Yep. You know, it's kind of like that. To use a, another metaphor that maybe doesn't quite suspe- specifically apply to verbal tap. Well, uh, listen, Jeannie and uh, Brian. Is it Brian? Uh, do you say I do? Do you say I do? Well, look at the lovely couple we have here. And uh, you guys remind me of a young Sasha or Malia. And uh, God bless this country and uh, God bless America. Okay, Michelle. Michelle will be here in about five minutes. We're just going to get down to some old earth, wind, and fire. And then we're going to leave your party after eating all of your cake. That's, it. That's how Obama gets down that, after. That's what, But you get out of his way. You let you him do it. For those way. few minutes, he said something about cake. How great is that? <laughs> your parents are painting, yeah, pictures. Everybody's happy. Meanwhile, you're sitting on the side being like, I had a beautiful story that I wrote I was, down. I, I wrote 400 of the most eloquent words I've ever seen put together. But, you I know, got. life's a bitch sometimes. You can marry the next friends. And that's <laughs> what we're saying to Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Sorry. Okay, it's but let's, let's go down on Chad Mata's uh, argument that he has here, okay? He says, isn't it weird when the best fighters don't get the fights just because they're not marketable? Hashtag yes. fuck Dana White. Okay, great. Uh, I respond with, I get where you're coming from. There's but Mar- probably two other people that are involved in it, but he's definitely one third right. Go on. I'll say this. Uh, I, I respond with, I get where you're coming from, but marketing oneself is part of the job. He agrees with that. Uh, that's true. Probably why Fedor never came to UFC. Mm, worldwide, though. Like, f- 
Fedor sells enough tickets overseas. So Chad responds with this, and we'll respond to this ourselves, Kev. Uh, the UFC does give us fights we want to see. Sometimes, i.e. example, Mac Gregor versus Nate Diaz, spelled D-I-E-Z. But they do fall short on all of these fighter rankings. Max Holloway should get a title shot. He took Conor McGregor to the distance. And I'm not just saying that because I live in Hawaii, LOL. Well, thank you for the bias that I was sure I'm going to call you out for there, Chad. Um, yeah, Max Holloway, he's in contention too. But let's be very, very clear. Half of your job when you have an entertainment spectrum is you have to make that case. And it's not just with your fighting skill. It is with your ability to put yourself over. I think Wonderboy Thompson is just short of doing all of the work on the fighting side. He's an exciting fighter. He has some great fights. But I guess, Kev, we have to ask yourself, why isn't he getting that title shot? Why isn't he in contention? Is it really just if you took out Diaz and GSP, would they make that fight happen right here, right now? Yes. You think so? Yes. You don't think Tyrone Woodley would try and go somewhere else? I'm not even saying Dana at this point. No. I do think I do think there is a legitimate argument to say that the UFC has been ignoring its own rankings for more profitable fights. Which is fine, but eventually you're going to start to piss people off. And they're starting to piss people off. They're doing it a lot. I'm not saying GSP isn't a top-tier fighter, but... He isn't number one right now. He's just not the number one contender. And it is a little frustrating that the UFC is like, hey, we have these rankings so we could tell them to go fuck themselves. <laughs> and very I'm sorry. Kev, I'm, I'm getting word right now. I need, to, I need to get off the call. We have Dana White on the line. No. No. Okay. Someone else. I'm mildly confused. Oh, we have GSP. Excuse me. Ladies and gentlemen, probably offended. Well, it's not like you heard that last comment I said. Oh, I definitely heard uh, what you were saying there, Phillips Kevin. I was saying you haven't. No, no, please tell me, GSP, exactly how you feel about GSP number one. Yes, all time. You are not the number one contender right now. You know, it's funny. GSP heard you say so many things while uh, GSP was uh, napping with uh, his dinosaur pillow. He was uh, on a Tyrannosaurus Rex, and he was uh, Mimi's, which is a very sleepy thing. But how but, dare you, Phillips Kevin? Tell GSP. He's not number one all the time. It's fair. You haven't fought in a while. You know who hasn't fought in a while? Mike, Michael Jordan? Uh, no. Jesus? I don't, who? Jesus was a good fighter. Overrated. Good right hand, though. No. <laughs> Muhammad Ali did not fight, but it's still number one all the time. He fought quite a bit. Yeah, uh, eh, not recently. I mean, unless you count uh, all-timers. But, oh, you're uh, historically. Yeah. Yes. Well, I also don't think Muhammad Ali should get that spot. Oh, okay. Uh, very important boxing uh, knowledgeable guy. Please uh, tell me who number one boxing all-time is. Well, rest in peace to Muhammad Ali. I'm just talking about like fighting in the UFC octagon in, I guess, in a few months, probably, mm-hmm. if because it's not going to be UFC 204. I love being able to hear you backpedal because you are talking to UFC number one all time, you GSP. <laughs> but I will tell you this, Kevin. I will not hold it against you because uh, uh, you are day uh, confused. Uh, you are like the movie, the dazed and the yeah. confused. Yeah. Uh, but I will tell you this. Steven Wonderboy Thompson. Uh, yeah, sure, right now. 
you may be more important than GSP. Maybe. But I tell you one thing, Kevin. He doesn't host a show called The Boneyard on the History Channel? No. He never more important than GSP number one all time. I, I'm a big fan of yours. You know I think you should get a shot if you want it when you come back. I just I agree that he has an argument. Oh, uh, you know who has an argument? Gandhi. He did, actually. He was very nice. <laughs> he you. said many uh, important things that were passable. You know, he was uh, very like, um, you guys don't fight, which I'm like, why not fight? Just fight. Listen, Kevin Phillips, I will tell you one last thing and then I will leave back to GSP number one all-time party. I throw myself number one all-time parties just to remind myself and others that, yes, GSP, number one all-time. I will leave you with this. GSP does whatever the fuck GSP wants. Period. Semicolon. Yes. End sentence. Ellipsis. Comma. Yours truly. Signed, sealed, delivered. Exclamation mark. Colin. I I think I get that. Uh ladies and gentlemen, current, I guess, number one contender might fight Tyron Woodley from I, the Boneyard. I don't know. Yard. I haven't made my uh, my mind yet. I don't know. GSP is very nice. George's Saint Pierre. If you guys notice, I just like to come back and fuck with you every once in a while. Sometimes I fight, sometimes I don't. But now I'm like, oh I'm gonna fight. No, I won't. Okay, bye. That's GSP out. He's very helpful. It's good to have the inside scoop, but once again, you can only get it here. Verbal tap. You did that to yourself. GSP was living on his own world, not giving a fuck what the hell you were talking about here, and then you just you had to summon him. Yep. No, I agree. That's a little bit my fault. I can't. uh, I'm gonna have to take some credit for it. And I just want to publicly state I'm excited to see that fight, but. The Wonder Boy's got a point. Yeah. Uh, as does a few other fighters in there, but Dan Hendo's fighting. So there's a lot of... Anderson Silva fought Daniel Cormier. Everybody's good. Everybody's, everybody's about making the fights that are about people watching. And mm. I have been watching, to be fair. Mm. Rap, that's going to do it for us tonight. It's time for some shout-outs. Let's do it. I'll start. No Gee Fridays. Will out of the class. Can't get enough of them. 11 or 6 o'clock. Do a little no Gee work. Having a blast with the people that were in. Worked with Kelvin. 12 years old. Unbelievable, ref. Not ready mm. for 12 year olds to be good at X Guard and things like that. It makes me a little nervous to see the youth tomorrow able to beat the holy hell out of me it's just a little unnerving all right it's okay it's a positive thing you know you got to have the passing of the guard i've made peace with it i'm ready to go <laughs> i'm ready to be there big shout out to the kcbjj community fun to see them rally behind travis fighting at fight to win they were a little bit everywhere and raf shout out to you for showing me the g roll oh man yeah. that thing's fun yeah and that's gonna do it for me yeah, it was a little bit of a a thing that I had with her. I was like, mm, am I going to show Kevin this? Because it's really going to be helpful to him. And I don't really feel like doing that. And against my better judgment, I figured, oh, I'll show him it. And then I was like, no, he's going to use this pretty often. 
So to anybody over it, Jabera, I apologize. That's my fault. My bad. I know. I know. I, I don't know why I did it either, but I did it. Here's the good news is I didn't teach them the counter to it, though. There you go. Everybody so there is that. that. And uh, that may in itself be a, a fun exploratory moment for you guys. So we'll, we'll go over that one later. Not with Kevin, though. Somebody else. Anybody who asks, really. Like, as long as it's not Kevin, I'll, I'll tell you. Anyway, uh, speaking of uh, fun moves to learn, Kev, uh, I went down to our good friend, Noah Tillis's, down in uh, the, the homey area, the place where I grew up in. He lives out in Mora La Mirada, Whittier, which is right by my hood of Hacienda Heights. And I went to go train there on Friday, and I got to tell you something. You know, you get to say all these fun things where you're like, oh, I learned this move and then I did it and then it just magically happened. See, that never happens for me. I literally learn a move and then I go through a painstakingly long process of, well, trial, error. And then like a year later, I'm like, hey, that seminar I went to, it finally worked. Not this time. Our good friend Noah Tillis shows me a move the very next day. I'm like, I'm going to hit this. And I do. So my thanks to him. Noah Tillis is going to be doing a seminar over at Breakdown Academy coming up this next Sunday. So that is Sunday, August the 14th. It is at 1 p.m. over at Breakdown Academy. That is 6887 Farmdale Avenue at unit number nine. That's North Hollywood, 91605. It's from 1 to 3 p.m. It's 25 bucks for two hours. And like I said, if Tillis could teach me something, the idiot that I am, I'm just saying. Maybe. He can teach anyone. Just maybe he can teach anybody. So uh, we hope to see you guys there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Also, big shout out to John Evans and the guys over at uh, Breakdown Academy. Shout out to Eddie Lee, who's been doing some great wrestling work with me this week because I'm doing my uh, 30 Days Wrestling Challenge. You know, it's a fun thing about doing this uh, success or hybrid success challenge, Kev. I really can't imagine one thing. (laughs) <laughs> Other than getting better at jujitsu, uh, I don't know. It's a better at jujitsu. Um, like my back hurts. Like it just. Much respect to the people who do wrestling because I'm doing like the fucking easy Jane Fonda version of it <laughs> in terms of trying to implement it into my work. The people who are actually doing this day in and day out, it's a tough thing to do, and I don't understand how your backs allow you to even move. At this age, if you've been doing it for over 20 years. Um, but it, it has been very helpful to me. I'm doing things that I'm not used to. So that's always a fun challenge. Uh, if you guys want to go ahead and keep up with that, you can check on my website at rafasparza.com. Uh, I'm posting up every day that I do it with some videos and some gifts. And I actually just edited something and I'm going to send Kevin in, in just a few minutes that I think he'll really enjoy. I, like of all the people I think who will enjoy this, I'm pretty sure it'll be Kevin. So, uh, my thanks to Justin Rader, who's so stoked, sent me some really great notes about it this week. Keep an eye on that. It's going to be more and more great stuff coming up for the next 30 days or so. And uh, big shout out to our good friends at Valley Martial Arts Center. Be back. Great stuff going on there, my man. Uh, just good training. And I also know that uh, Kit Dale is going to be doing a seminar there at the end of the month. It is going to be $40. It is, I believe, on August 28th. So clear schedules for that Sunday as well. Uh, Kit Dale, it's going to be good running into him. And apparently we may be doing a quick thing with him. I'm not sure, but we'll see. 
Um, so keep an eye on that. I also want to send a big shout out to our good friends at the LA Jiu Jitsu Club. I went to go train there this week and they were so nice and very helpful for all my wrestling. And, uh, I, I can't thank them enough. Eric and Joey run a great house and, uh, it's so good getting to train with them, uh, fairly regularly now. So kudos to them and their 6 a.m. crew, who, by the way, I went to go roll with people who woke up at 6 a.m. in the morning to nice. go over to the Jiu Jitsu Club. And, uh, those people are dedicated. So, uh, kudos to them. And I believe, my friend, that will do it for me. Gross. 6 a.m. That's going to do it for us tonight <laughs> here at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night and good fight. Yeah, gross. gross. You guys who wake up at 6 a.m. are so gross. It. It's like, ew, who do you think you are? Thank you.